Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kiora, uh, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm your host for today, Compass, and we're coming up on March, which for all you out there that don't know, that is Pride Month down here in Wellington. So we have some cool events happening through Inside Out. So I'll just, you know, read them out, let all of you know. And all of these events are up on Facebook and on our website. So if you want to learn more about them as well, you can go there. On the 8th of March, we have first ever quiz night this is for 12 to 19 year olds so high school students it's called who wants to be a gay zillionaire because we thoroughly pride ourselves on having amazing names at at inside out it's it's our greatest pride and joy the next day 9th of march we're having a workshop called your pride your words which is a writing workshop And that's for under 25-year-olds. So if you're interested in writing, and especially writing for a rainbow audience, that would be super cool to just go along to. Um, On the 10th of March at um, St. Andrews, we have Creating Rainbow Inclusive Schools, which is a workshop to help make your school a bit more inclusive. And you can go to this if you're a student or if you're a staff member. On the 11th of March, we have a really, really cool workshop called being supportive parents friends and Fano for rainbow youth which seems a bit self-explanatory but that's super cool and I really hope that you know a lot of people do go along to that because that's super important on the 23rd no sorry my bad I skipped too far on the 12th of March um there is a workshop on rainbow history which will fit in really well with what we're talking about today which uh you know, we'll get onto in a second. And that's for 12 to 24-year-olds. Um, on the 16th of March, um, we have a um, Pride Hikoi, um, a march to the civil um, square, civic square, sorry. Um, and then after that, that's at 10 a.m., just letting you know. Um, at 10.30, we have um, a, a youth hangout space at Out in the Park, which is happening um, all day that day, I think, out in the park is happening. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're a youth and like to hang out, come and hang out with us. Um, and then our last thing on the 23rd of March, uh, we're having our annual youth ball, um, which I have gone to two years in a row now, and it is the most fun. I think it's probably one of my favorite things about Pride. And this year we have a Disney theme, so I think, you know, you can dress up if you want to. There are going to be some cool decorations. Um, So get on to getting tickets. And as I said before, uh, you can find all of this information on Inside Out's website, and also on our social media, which is all just inside out. Um, okay, so we've got that, that out of the way. And um, in the next couple of shows, while this stuff is running, um, I'll be sure to, you know, remind all of you so you don't miss out on some really cool stuff. Um, but this week, uh, I wanted to talk about a pretty cool topic um, that is really related to to Pride as a whole, um, which are the Stonewall Riots. Um, so 
I'll basically give just a brief history of the Stonewall riots because they're, you know, I, I think not a lot of people know them. It's not really part of popular history, I I don't think, but it definitely is a really monumental um, event that happened in, you know, the rainbow sector, I suppose. And it's a shame that it gets so ignored. Um, so basically some background. Um, there's this place um, in America, I think it's in Manhattan, called Greenwich Village, which was sort of like a really it was a hub for uh, rainbow people. So there were a lot of um, trans, uh, gay men, lesbians, and all of the, the entire array. But at that time, the their identities probably weren't as varied as the ones we have now, which is a shame, but I'm glad that we have more identities now. Um, so basically, it was um, being LGBT, being rainbow, was still criminalized at that time. So... Uh, that meant that police could um, arrest you. Um, there was a lot of police brutality. Um, this was um, 1969, after all. So if you've heard anything about that time, you could know that the police were pretty, pretty brutal to pretty much everyone that wasn't a pretty, you know, high up white person. Um yeah, so there was a lot of oppression uh, oppression happening there. Um, and, you know, uh, rainbow people, as always, managed to find their, like, little community. And they um, would go to, like, gay bars and, you know, just try and feel accepted and within a community in a place that really didn't accept them. Um, uh, but, of course, as police sort of recognized that they were actually having a good time and you know were getting on with their lives and just uh being surrounded with their community they were like um no way jose and so there were a lot of police raids so um uh rainbow bars would get um raided um meaning that like the police would come in everybody would just have to put their hands up and if they thought you were being dodgy they would just arrest you on the spot um which is pretty dramatic to think like you're going out for a fun night with your friends and then suddenly you know a whole bunch of police have just burst in and are now taking you away to sit in prison for however long um yeah so it was pretty you know scary to go out um even just for a drink with your friends which is such a shame um uh, I'd have to admit, I don't know how long these raids were going on for, if it was sort of like uh, this escalation over time of like there were more and more raids happening as the community got um, got bigger or as the police just got more and more discriminatory. Um, yeah, so this is sort of where the Stonewall riots start. Um, so there's this place called, um, the Stonewall Inn, um, which was a pretty, you know, hip, cool, um, queer space to be in. So, you know, obviously a lot of people would go there at night just to have a couple, um, couple drinks with their friends, go and have a party, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I've, that in tandem with this constant raiding of, um, queer spaces, um, 
sort of led to everybody just getting really fed up with the police, as you can imagine. Um, so on the eve of the 28th of June, 1969, um, there is a police raid and um, not a lot of people get arrested. I think there was um, one lesbian woman and one transgender woman were arrested. Um at least that's what I found in sort of like newspaper clippings. That's the only reason I'm I'm using that to describe them, mostly because I couldn't really find much more information because I'm not a historian. I'm sorry. I, you know, I could do thorough research, but also just looking at newspaper clippings is, you know, where I'm at in my own personal historical journey. Um... So, yeah, 28th of June, um, there's this police raid, and they're just, like, not having it. So there are a whole bunch of people there, and it basically starts with these two women are arrested, and then this crowd outside just, like, starts shouting gay power, which I think is the most, like, empowering thing ever I can just imagine it being like terrifying for the police having this like swarm of rainbow people just yelling gay power at them um and I just wish I could like there was recordings of it I want to see it and basically they started like throwing stuff at the police and um I think from what I've read um a trans woman named um, Marsha P. Johnson, um, who I've talked about before, um, but only in very slight detail. Um, you know, she was the first person to throw, an, I think she threw a brick at the police and it ended up shattering the window of the Stonewall Inn. Um, so it basically turns into this riot, like this massive riot, um, it sort of, it results in, like, I think the Stonewall Inn, like, catches on fire at one point, um, you know, it, it's massive, it is massive, there are so many people just rioting against the police, and the police just don't know what to do, so it's sort of, like, them fending them off, and it turns into this massive kerfuffle, and it, lasts for I think three days um it lasts from the 28th of June to the 1st of July so you know a pretty long time for a riot to be happening um but that just it's just amazing to me that you know it really did build up from like police just raiding these rainbow spaces where that was supposed to feel safe and you know all of these rainbow people were just sort of getting fed up with it and then they just fought back because that was the only it was really the only way that they could um you know fight against this discrimination that was coming from this systematic power really um so yeah the I don't know much about the aftermath like um in the year that happened after um, Stonewall, I don't know what happened to the community. Um, so if if anybody does know, if anybody has more information about that, um, please let us know. Let Contact us um, through our social media or email us, you know. Um, 
I I want to know. Um, so, um, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty intense. It was like two or three days of rioting, and then for a year, it seemed like not a lot happened in the the popular media. It wasn't really talked about a lot. It sort of faded away. And then in 1970, a year later, um, they organized. Um, I'm not sure. I can't name exact um, people that organized it, but I think um, Marsha P. Johnson was a, a pretty massive part of making this happen. And it was the first ever Pride Parade. Um, so it's obviously not the Pride Parade that we know of today, where there are um, over in America possibly millions of people walking. It was sort of like a. You know, it was like a resistance, really, where an entire community and allies come together and just stood up for themselves and stood up against people that were really abusing them and abusing their power and the effect that that had on them. So that is the very, very um, basic overview of the origins of Pride. Um, And... You know, it does seem sort of like an isolated um, sort of thing where you're like, okay, that's cool, but what does that have to do with, like, anything? Like, you know, we have pride parades, but that doesn't really make a difference. But, you know, Stonewall really, you know, enacted a lot of good in um, the Rainbow community. So many activist groups came out of this, especially in New Zealand. Um, So in New Zealand, we... We saw like a whole, 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 whole bunch um, of stuff come out of Stonewall. Uh, mostly, people um, started to um, start activist groups. Um, so we saw groups over here in New Zealand starting up in Wellington, Auckland, Christchurch, and um, some other places. But those are the most prominent ones. Um, So we had stuff like the Dorian Society, which I think was exclusively for um, cis gay men, um, because, you know, they still got that misogyny going on in the 1960s. Um, I don't know a whole heap about them. I'm not sure if they're still around today. It would be pretty cool if they are, though. Um, And then, like, a whole bunch of um, feminist and gay movements sort of work together to try and, um, you know, start a liberation, really. Um, And, you know, um, the Gay Liberation Front, um, that, you know, was pretty big deal. Um, In early early 1972, um, the gay liberation groups um, basically sprung up all over New Zealand. um, and these groups were sort of fueled by um, uh, something that happened in 1972 when, you know, all of these groups started to emerge. Um, when a, um, a lesbian academic, a lesbian Māori academic, wasn't um, permitted into the USA um, because she was gay, which is just, you know, you think it, that that wouldn't be the case nowadays, but you still see that in America, and that's sort of like scary and 
not fun to think about, thinking about the fact that we've taken so many steps back. Um, yeah, so there was also groups such as the National Gay Rights Coalition. Um, that sort of didn't last long. Um, it started in the late 1970s and disbanded in 1983, just before the um, homosexual law reform, which happened in 1986, I believe. I didn't I did study that, but not for this. So my my numbers are a bit rusty with that. Um, But yeah, so from that, you can really see that the influence that um, Stonewall had um, all around the world. And, you know, it was really inspiring for a lot of people to see um, groups of people across the world from their community standing up against people that um, they were also facing discrimination from. which is, you know, I think nowadays it seems like it's not, like, in hindsight, like, it still feels like a big deal, but it also seems like the influence it had around the world isn't such a big deal because we're so connected with social media and we can get world news wherever we are in the world. But this was, like, 1969. This was the beginning of the 70s. Like, it wasn't as easy to get information around the world. Um, I wasn't born in the 70s, so I have absolutely no clue how they would have gotten information around. I'm assuming by carrier pigeon or um, some other form of uh, primitive communication, Um, (laughs) faxing. Um, Yeah, but sorry, (laughs) I went went a bit off topic there. Yeah, but this spreading of information and this sort of... It started a revolution, really, all across um, the, you know, America, in New Zealand. And I I didn't do much research into where it affected um, other places in the world. But I can definitely understand that it would have started some massive movements over in the UK and perhaps in other places. Um because it was just sort of, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it was sort of like a massive realisation where people were like, oh, they did that, oh, wait, this is an issue. But it was more like, we're seeing results from this. Like, people, you know, actually stood up. And the result of this is like, we, we're actually celebrating our identities. Um, so I think instead of it being like a you know, they were, you know, revolutionary in, you know, their ideas and thinking that they deserved to be, like, respected as human beings. It was more, like, every they saw, people around the world saw the impact that this had and thought, I can do that, and, you know, created these groups so that they could have a better life that wasn't filled with so much discrimination. And if we really... It really did take a long time for something really substantial to come out of us. Like, as I said, the homosexual law reform, which decriminalized homosexuality, being gay in New Zealand, only happened in 1986. That's a massive, massive amount of time. That's 17 years of just everybody, you know, fighting fighting for a really, really long time to have something that 
was basically like, we won't put you in prison, but we're not going to protect you, your jobs. We're not going to let you get married or have a civil union. We're not going to let you adopt children. It's like the very basic, basic human rights that people deserve to have of like, you know what? You can have a relationship with somebody, but like, that's it. We're just not going to put you in prison for it, but we're not going to, you know, protect you from anything else, which is sort of like, I don't know, it was such a big step, but I feel like we still have so, so far to go. Like you look around the world and I think it's 72 countries. It's still illegal to be rainbow in those countries. And I think it's specifically being homosexual or gay in those countries. I'm not entirely sure what laws against um, trans or gender diverse people are, but it's definitely sort of like you face a lot of discrimination um, all around the world. And even in places where it isn't illegal, you still see things like people getting fired from their jobs or not being allowed to adopt like I know in so many places in Europe I think I think Germany is one I can think of off the top of my head of like one person might be able to adopt and you can like be you can adopt somebody else's biological child but you can't adopt with your same-sex partner which is so it's such a shame to see that that's still happening and that's why it's so important that we have pride to bring visibility, to bring our community closer together, to show that, you know, things have come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. And that, you know, there are a lot of us, there are a lot of us, we have, a, there are a lot of us in our community, we have a lot of allies, and we're going to make things change no matter what, like, we're going to do this, we're going to, we're going to do this. Um, I personally won't rest until everybody has the same basic human rights as everybody else that we all deserve. And, you know, I think it's such a shame that we still have to have activist groups to try and get this when, you know, it really should just be done by now, you know? It's 2019, guys. It's 2019. 20 by teen. Am I right? We should We should be having more we should be having more gay fun and less gay sadness let's let's do it yeah well anyway this is basically all i want to talk about um for today just to give a brief you know overview of sort of the origin of pride well not really pride itself but pride parades which is a massive part of um pride and yeah through inside out we're having a whole bunch of events on so you know if you're interested in those remember go to our website insideout.org.nz or go to our social media which is all just inside out yeah so thank you uh for listening and have a lovely lovely pride month and i'll see you in two weeks you were just listening to speak out radio on 106.1 fm that program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.